here. Finally here. We are only 26 minutes late. We had technical difficulties. Weird, right? Well, what up, retarded faggots? But we're here. We're here now. We made it. Uh, ben is still having technical difficulties as we speak, so he's restarting his computer, and hopefully he'll get that squared away. But in the meantime, we have our guest, Brandon, from Expanding Reality. What's up, buddy? Hey, my shit's working just the fuck fine. How are y'all? It does. It sounds great. It sounds Thank awesome. You. See, Thank you. See you and your beautiful hair. It's great. I My wife fucking loved it. This is how she met me. It was something similar to this. It was a little longer and uh, it was just awesome. And so she loves it. And so now that I can do that, I have it back for her and my love of my life. And I enjoyed it as well. So fuck. Perfect. Well, I'm, mine was uh, grown out of laziness, really. And then it just turned into, okay, well, let's see where this goes. Apparently it just keeps growing. I didn't know that. It does. I uh, d- didn't cut it, and it just kept going. Now it's like down to my ass. Not quite, okay. but it'll get there. That's it's my not goal. down to your ass at all. It's between your shoulder blades at best, but it's still beautiful. Yeah, if he, yeah. yeah. Then that's straight up. Yeah. If I can do that, bend my back that far, that's way more impressive than my hair. You're right. Just even a little bit, just enough to where you could be like, "Yep, that's where my back is." It's kind of like measuring from the base. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not your accurate. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same thing as going like, I'm taller than you, you know, kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That hair just screams. Would you like some coitus? It's just coming at me real 100%, hard. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, while we're waiting for Ben, uh, Brandon, what have you been up to lately? Uh, before the show a couple days ago, we were talking about, well, you were talking about going into how NPCs affect the Great Awakening. So I wanted to, I didn't delve into that. I didn't text you back about it because I figured we'd do it on the show. So what the fuck do you mean by that? Yeah, go, uh, straight out the gate, and I love this. First of all, thanks for having me. This is a blast. You know, y'all both hold a very special place in my heart. So thank you very much. This is going to be fun. So I've been thinking a lot about uh, things like NPCs, things like uh, the quotes from uh, contact abductees, you know, and and you kind of zoom out with the kind of show that I do, with the kind of research and people that I talk to and all of that good stuff. And you kind of reach uh, this really interesting point that I'm at now. Now, uh, this changes all the time. I'm in no way saying that this is what's going on. I'm saying that this is what has been occupying my mind rather than watching the Real Housewives of whatever lately. So uh, basically, the idea goes, what do you guys know about the simulation theory? Well, everybody's got a different idea on it. Uh, the main idea is, you know, it's it's fake. It's an illusion. Some people actually think we're in a computer program. I don't think it's a that. It's more of like an organic simulation to me. Uh, I mean, there there are things that are apparently real, which in a good enough sim- simulation, I guess, would seem like that. But yeah, I don't think it's a computer. I don't think we're inside of a, a Nintendo 64 or something. I think it's uh, something else. I don't, I don't think know. we're inside of a computer at all either. I'm, I'm with Joe on that. However, I will say the way that the way that things behave in this realm is very similar to a computer game. So I think that there are, like you were talking about, the non-player, non-playable characters. And uh, I think people can have, like when they have walk-ins, I think that this is the media for, okay, so for, like if we are playing a video game, just say, it's the same as when the Archons are watching us. They can't just jump into this world, so they have to take over a character and jump in and mess with something or, you know, change something or do something, whatever they want to do. I don't know. But yeah, what's your thought, Brandon? Dude, uh, so yes, I think, uh, you know, I'm a possibilian, so it's all true. It's all awesome for me. I'm, I'm cool with all of it. Uh, I love the idea of the simulation just as a mechanism for discussion. Like it's an easy way to kind of visualize the concept that we're talking about here through the lens of viewing it like a simulation. But I agree with you that I would choose to i prefer the idea that it's more of an organic thing or that it's more 
deliberate but less technical in that way. But I mean, you know, any technology at a level is imperceivable from magic, right? And all technology at a level is just consciousness. So it's it's just really interesting whenever you play these things out and you get to kind of a philosophical argument about background people. Um, I heard an awesome talk. Uh, I forget where and who it was, of course, so it's not going to be a great reference, but the gist of it, of it was uh, talking about NPCs. And this man thought that there's probably only about 100 million souls on this planet. How does that make you all feel? I actually just heard that the other day. And actually, the other day, we were also just talking about how I don't believe the numbers when it comes to the uh, total population of the world. There there's go. no way to really prove or disprove that. It's all numbers on a you know paper somewhere that uh, the census took or whatever the fuck. But uh, with 100 million souls thing, that's interesting. Um, I figure that enough people die and are born all the time that you could probably switch out that many souls across the world, you know, or over the world, whatever you want to think of the world. Uh, what do you think about that? 100 million souls, period. And they're just recycled over and over again. I don't know where he Perhaps. gets from, but I, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just thinking uh, hypothetically. I yeah. think there are a lot less people just because it, I think that the NPCs are here. <laughs> for part of our learning process. And that, that again, that's just a theory. I don't know what's going on. I'm open to whatever. They're, like they're Agent Smiths. Like they're, Kinda, they're yeah. like code or something. The, it's not, not bad yeah. either. They're not all just dumb zombies walking around either. I think that some of them play a vital role in this world to change certain things or have an effect over how people behave. Yeah. Hundred percent. I love this, and and yes, and so it's it's all valuable, right? And uh, I've really been looking at the idea that like the lizard turds and all of those Klaus Schanel Schwabs and all the stuff that we'd prefer not be here. That you know they are you know facilitating our the expansion of consciousness. They're they're just part of the mechanism. You know they're employee of this place. Now you can you could take then and add to the conversation like Bigfoot contact phenomena, paranormal, all of it, and then you just put like. Uh, you delegate an entity or an algorithm to that job, and then you call it, you know, jinn, maybe for short. And then it's this concept of the jinn, you know, which we find in ancient texts, and they go a long way back. This is where the skinwalker comes from, you know, this idea of these shapeshifters that are magic, they can do anything at all. And so then maybe they play the role of those other entities that are here to just like scare you and to get you to wake up and to, you know, propagate our our expansion here and so in in that way then they're just employees of this place and you get your shit together they're not necessary right and so uh basically the way that i kind of look at that back to what we were talking about is is it's kind of just facilitating the expansion of consciousness like i said so if that's the case then you don't need all of them to be real but there was a guy that I had on the show named Ben Rosenberg. You've got to get this dude on. He's incredible. I'm sure, uh, Jen, you heard it. And it's it's all about um, that AI has much older than, you know, we've been taught. It's not a brand new thing. It's actually been here since beginning of time, since we don't know what our history is. Then you have things like um, the idea of clones at that point. So if, if a high advanced technology race of whatever let's say did this either technologically through a simulation and it's facilitated in here that way or a race of beings or something like that like the anunnaki story the prometheus the movie then you would have something that looks sort of like this idea but it would just be in cycles like what we see in our history with these like you were saying walk-ins or these clones they have like this this huge scope of reality that they can portray and it's it's fucking crazy, man. When you really dive into it and you start thinking, have you guys ever seen your neighbor carry their groceries in? 
I certain ones so certain ones yes i heard this today on your show and i was like holy shit i've only seen like two of our neighbors carry i think it's because everyone in. gets uh, uh what's it called instacart and shit though so they probably wouldn't be carrying the groceries in somebody else either way have you seen them open their door and put groceries in their house have you even seen your neighbors do anything no besides the ones across they the street and the ones the right next to us no no those neighbors are actual people but you sure um yeah hmm. <laughs> Uh, so I always think of it as uh, what you're talking about with the Klaus Anal Schwabs and all those people that are kind of like the necessary evil to, you know, they're the yin to the yang type of thing. I always think of it like if those are the actual NPCs, it makes sense. I always have to go back to video games. I love video games. But if you think about a Mario game, you're going through and there's these Goombas and there's Koopas. And at the end, there's Bowser, the big bad boss. And they're all there trying to kill you the whole time, make your life miserable as you jump into pipes and eat mushrooms and all that stuff. Um, but who's the only one who's actually conscious the whole time? It's you. It's Mario. It's the one working your way through it. So, so to Mario, literally everything else is an NPC. That's a terrible example, but that's the way my brain works. I'm sorry. No, uh, also, real quick, Ben just jumped in. Ben, can we hear you now? Uh, yeah, it said that my mic was working fine. Yes, it perfect. Was coming you sound in great. bright and loud. Thanks for uh, figuring that out. We've all had technical difficulties today. It's okay. Yeah, it's Mercury Retro Shade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about NPCs and, um, you know, simulation type stuff. So what's your thought? Brandon, do you have a question for him? You wanted to shoot back at him that you had for us or. Uh, yeah, that was it. I was just, uh, we were talking about the concept of NPCs and these non-player characters running around here. Now to the Ben Rosenberg thing, um, uh, to that point, this dude was, he said something on the show, just blew my fucking mind. And it really led me on this tangent. And this is part of the foundation for the, this kind of process. He said that all souls need a body, but not all bodies need a soul. Now, instantly when he said that, I was thinking of this story, and there's there's a, a few of these, a handful of that, you know, uh, somebody got abducted or contacted by a gray alien or something like that, what they perceived to be that. And then the gray alien, you know, proceeded to tell them that they were vessels, that they were just, that human beings were just vessels. So if you look at this and you apply it to, Jen, what you were talking about, about the walk-in phenomena and, you know, spirituality and paranormal uh, the possession, things like that. You hear also of these crazy stories of people having a near-death experience. They'll have like a hor horrific incident or something, lose a limb, and then they're taken to the other side. They have this process, and then they're asked, hey, would you like to go back in your body? And sometimes the people go, hang on, what do I look like? I lost an arm. You know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm cool. I've had my experience. I'm done with the ride. And they'll kind of tap another soul in. And so you tag your soul in, and then they hop in at your experience where you're at. Then then you start thinking of this in capacity to where it, when that happens, another phenomena is, is that people will start speaking languages they've never fucking spoken before, dead languages fluently. Uh, they'll play an instrument. They'll play the piano like crazy and they've never touched a piano. And uh, it's these a xenoglossy or something. It's a weird word. Xenoglossy where you wake uh, up and can speak French or whatever. It, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get yeah, the, they'll, they'll wake up with like an accent from a different country that they've never been to yeah. or never been around. They'll like things, smell things, taste things that they didn't like before. I've heard of that. Food taste change, uh, sexual preference change, all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, That's so a lot in 2022. Come on. But then you think about it like, well, maybe this is just like these vehicles, these avatars are just kind of like, you know, throwaways. Like It's really interesting because even and again, you, you kind of zoom out on this from any one particular discipline. You probably get to like the end of the contact phenomena or something like that. And it doesn't make much sense. Uh, but the way that I look at it with all of the disciplines that I pay attention to and all the interests I've got, 
I, I then can kind of look at near death experience and shit as well. And you look at it and you'll there, there, there will be people that say like all of them actually that say that whenever they left their body, they turned around, they could see what was happening in the room and mm -hmm. they looked at their body and remembered feeling like it's just a pair of clothes that they took off that they wore that day. So it, there's no attachment to this thing at all. It's just for rent. You know, you're just, you're just hanging on to it for a little bit. And so then it's kind of fluid, you know, you can have other entities not only occupy with you, which there's cases of people reporting that that's what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then you have the multiple personality phenomena, which is very interesting and could be a part of this as well. Schizophrenia, all these misdiagnosis things could be explained by something like a glitch in the matrix or like maybe this is how it operates perfectly. And it's just another part of the ride that you're not told, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. just the, the chaos portion of everything where it seems like chaos, but it's, kind not controlled but it's a uh, it's there for a reason when I mean, you have all these like you said fluid there's a lot of people who are feeling fluid these days so hey, oh yeah very fluid nice. yes i had a theory on that though i think that um i was relating it to past lives um and i was thinking well okay so just say in all of your past lives just say you had a lot you were a girl every single time. You were a chick and you were fancy and you did your hair and you were like, oh, I'm a chick. I love my vagina. And then you come back after 5,000 reincarnations as a dude. Are you going to be like, I love my chick? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Really so interesting, interesting well, perspective. Yeah. Maybe people were like this all the time, but they were so indoctrinated from birth. Like, no, you're a boy. You're a fucking boy. And they're like, okay, I'm a boy. And they just try to act like a boy. But there's tons of dudes from way back in the day in history that were little prissy bitches. Maybe they were just like, but I'm, but I'm a pretty lady. And it's not because of any brain fuckiness. It's because they were always a chick. They also past could be because of brain fuckiness, though. Got to put that up. Because you don't really remember your past yes, lives, but we have manner. But hey, maybe again, brain fuckiness is just all that. Like, yeah, maybe yeah, all like, of it's like that. I don't like know. That. It was a dumb theory. I was no, saying no, it to our very, theory. very, very progressive friends who were like super like pro everything. Pro the, the whole alphabet. Thing. Yes. Yeah, they're always pro the current thing. And I was like, well, maybe it's past lives. And they actually... They entertained it. It was pretty cool. <laughs> no, that's not dumb at all, by the way. That's fascinating. I, I dig the shit out of that. You know, and something I was thinking of what you were talking about is, is that maybe, you know, the NPCs are kind of starting to realize that they're NPCs. Again, I, I've, I've talked to several people and there's tons of stories like these as well. People can't remember before a certain age, you know, and they say that that's when either something traumatic happened or something momentous happened. And that kind of set them on a conscious course, you know. Well, maybe, you know, your soul hopped in at that point. Maybe, you know, you were an NPC for a little while. Maybe you're an NB in NPC until like 2005. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, shit. OK, I'm here. What's going on? So this is what I think possibly could be what's going on with the awakening. It's not that let's say that more people are getting their shit together and figuring it out and just kind of waking up and just looking around and doing some critical thinking. Perhaps it's that these NPCs that were just backdrop people here to be the 80 percent, you know, to get us where we are now, right? To kind of buff us up a little bit and toughen us up to get to be able to meet each other and be able to really form a strong community. Now that 80% is dwindling down because it's part of this natural cycle. We can go deep into that if you'd like. But perhaps yeah. this is what it, the what the um, Great Awakening is. It's not necessarily, like I said, people waking up. It's NPCs being inhabited by conscious spiritual beings here to raise the conscious vibration and frequency of the planet. Yeah. What, what you're saying, 80% 80, 80 of uh, non-NPCs, I was going to say that might be a bit... Oh, did I say non? Oh, oh, no. I mean, 
I mean, in, of NPCs, like it's so. There's like a breakdown on oh, this okay. I, that I makes more in sense. front of me. Yeah. But there's like eighty percent. It's called the herd, and then you have you know a, a hierarchy within the herd. So you have like the upper herd, you know, like the upper management or whatever, and then you have like this elite class, and then you have the very top, you know, secret society come coffin elite that we just don't know about, right? So you you have like this uh, whole eighty percent of folks. Well, this could be you know they move like like a school of fish. They move like a flock of birds. They all move together. They think together. They agree on the same things. They reinforce the same ideas. They have no critical thinking. And, you know, they regurgitate, again, the same type ideas and stuff. And so these are the ones that are just backdrop people. And this is why also I kind of think, you know, it's, it's all these just stacked, you know, ways that I'm kind of attempting to put this together is, is that this is why we're so few and far between. Like when you, you know, come to a spiritual awakening, usually there's not like 50 people in your town that are the same that you have communication with, you know, and the it, it's just not like that. You're supposed to grow where you're planted. And so you are planted in ways, you know, uh, that are that are meant to harden you, that are meant to adapt you to this reality so that you could learn, grow and then move on. And this is the move on time. Like this is a huge change in our conscious awakening and the collective in, in all of it. And this is the opportunity we have, which is why all these motherfuckers are switching on. And uh, it's like fucking go time. I don't know if y'all like feel this as well. I know that there's a lot of despair and dumb shit in the news and whatever. And uh, I don't entertain any of that shit. So I'm not affected by it. But, uh, you know, what are y'all thinking? I mean, how do y'all feel about just what's going on right now? I think it's funny that, uh, you know, all the despair in the news and that a lot of, you know, people in our community are kind of capitalizing on that. And that's almost the selling point of it. We like to talk about a lot of the stuff just to make fun of it, you know, cause I think it's hilarious, especially the politics part is just so stupid. And Joe Biden's so easy to make fun of. You can't not talk about it. It's right in your face all the time. So we'll talk Fair. about it, but uh, it is definitely go time for something. And I think we're all trying to figure out what exactly that is. But when you said, uh, there's not a lot of people in your you know, immediate area, maybe 50, maybe, uh, that think like you. That's why we had to take to the internet and start this show so we can meet people yeah. like you live across the fucking country because you think like us. And then right. we started, you know, we had an influence on Ben and he, we made him think kind of like us. And now here he is eating his fingernails and putting a fat dip in. So <laughs> we're glad to have you here. Yeah, that's though, no ben. different. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I was going to give an alternate theory, although I do like, and it's funny because I, I, will more highly entertain some theories more some days than others. I guess that is part of the the journey of growing consciousness is the idea that some days I wake up and I go, yeah, I could see this just all rendering as I drive. And then other days I think about some theory and I'm like, God, people are stupid. I don't even know how they came up with that shit. And so I, I do kind of, te I do kind of teeter totter on it. Um, but I, I think I'm more I, I'm more or less uh, lean towards the idea that sim theory is a good excuse for not taking responsibility for the shitty people that live on this earth. I think that um, they are sentient. I'm not saying that there aren't entities out there that aren't inhabited. Um, and I would lean more towards paranormal, extraterrestrial and spiritual in that manner, because I do think that there are now things way way deeper in our earth and outside of our earth our cosmos whatever the, you know like joe's always said like i we don't know what the fuck is up there it's not what they've told us so that could be fucking anything um but i do think that the 
inhabitation or taken over or possession or whatever you want to call it, whether it be of a soul or a consciousness, uh, something spiritual, I think that that's at play. Um, and I, I do kind of teeter like on Jen's theory of the reincarnation past lives. So I, I, I think that all of that kind of goes along with, with it in kind of a ball. But I think the whole sin theory idea, personally, I think that we've just lost our spirituality. I think that we've lost our connected, connectedness that we used to have to this earth. Something that we were innately born with that we, that we didn't have to really try for because we didn't know we would have to. And so I think that people have over time, especially in the last 100 plus years, have slowly drained the ability to be anything but something that seems like a zombie or an NPC. They are, in effect, soulless. But it's only because as a globe or, you know, whatever, we are, global population, I mean, yeah, not necessarily yeah. ruling out flat earth theory, but... Um, but it's the idea that I think that we've just degenerated as sentient human beings. And so when it comes to the idea of a great awakening, I think that that might be what we're aiming for. It's kind of like you, you got to reach the bottom before you realize that you have to reach up. It's a slow downhill until you realize and you look backwards and go, oh, fuck, I've gone a long way down. And I think that that is more more or less where we're headed for Um when it comes to the uh, conscious soul or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think the idea that, you know, NPCs exist. Yeah, I could see it, um, but I don't think it's common. I think that they play a very specific purpose and I think they're planted, whether it be ET or the elites that have obviously way more shit up their sleeve than we will ever fucking know actually exists. <laughs> I mean, they said a long time ago, technology actually advances at 10 to 20 years faster than what the public ever actually knows about. And yeah, I could see that being an actual thing, an actual NPC in a meat suit. I could see that being a thing and it actually not being able to you not being able to tell the difference. I could see it learning Ooh. or the yeah. ability to start learning. So, first of all, that's something I would never hear out of your mouth prior to two years ago. Agreed. Oh, that's cheers. That was a terrible. Hang on. Okay. Anyway, um, second, the I, I don't think, I mean, some people might think NPCs are actual like computer code, like they're just soulless, whatever. I, I think people use NPC in different ways. I think of it more as somebody who, it's not that they're soulless, they're just literally asleep. And that gets overused in this community too. They're asleep. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah, oh. that I'd agree with. But that, that's what I meant. I, is that we all are very well could all be soul. Yeah, they very well all could be souls and sentient. But you know, there's such a stark difference when you talk to somebody that's quote asleep next to somebody who I'm like us. <laughs> you know, someone like Brandon. Uh, there's such a stark contrast between these people. Just five minutes of conversation with him, and you can tell where they're coming from. They're like. But that's exactly what I meant. Side, you see what does. That's Maybe exactly they're just in your soul, though, too. What? Is I, think that, I think that it takes away responsibility from the fact that we lost what made us awake. I don't think that... I, I think that, like, for instance, just to... Because uh, recently I've been on a MU kick, and recently I listened to uh, one of their episodes called Jungle Knowing. And what? it's... 
it's a it, it's an, an amazing uh, thing about 1950s 1960s this guy goes to Malaysia and he sees a uh, tribe and stuff and at first he can't figure out how they just know shit how do they just know shit and the longer he does this year after year months after months he goes back he goes back and finally he just learns how to shut his brain off and as soon as he shut his brain off and stopped thinking about when do I need to go to bed? When am I going to end up going home and seeing my family? When do I need to take a shit? Do I have toilet paper? The lists that we all make in our head that almost cast away, driven by time um, kind of thing of, of we got to be on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You just wake up and are. Just be. The, monk, the monkey mind, the one that never stops chattering. It's just constantly going, oh, you got to do this, you got to right. do that. Yeah, this be, you know, yeah, everybody's he got started, that. He started being able to just know. They left him in the, after it got to a point where they left him in the jungle because they just, they could tell, they could, they knew without really knowing him that he finally had the knowing and would find his way back to this fucking village in the dense jungle. And he did. And so I think that that, kind of concept is what we've lost and i think it's gotten to such a degenerative point that now there isn't any other thing to happen except a collapse and an inevitable awakening i think some people are awake joe i think that you're right on that i think that some people have sought that out because they can tell the signs earlier but let's be honest a lot of these people that you know asleep npc whatever you want to call it are dumber than a bucket of hair and I don't think that they would be able to wake up much like me when I was drunk and you smacked me with my phone. I don't think that they would be able to wake up if you smacked them with something really big. No, we've seen that. Like you definitely can. I'm sorry. Brandon, we, we get on rolls. I had to tell us to go. You comment on all of that last half hour. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, I was, I was saying I love this shit. Uh, and you're absolutely right. And Ben, you bring up a wonderful point. Uh, I agree with all of you, by the way. Uh, this this is a very, very important point to this conversation because even the unity consciousness conversation, right, at a level, whenever you start reading Neil Donna Walsh and you realize, oh, we all return to source, oh, there is no hell, oh, there's no reason to be scared because you're everything, so you're the devil and and God and everything, so you're, you know, creating this experience for yourself, and that's basically what it is. You're the only goddamn one here, and so when you look right. at it that way, the the it takes a level of understanding or at least, you know, like emotional maturity to have that conversation and because then you get to the point and it's he says it in the book man uh hitler went to heaven you know there's no like shit place to go you're not punished for using free will which you were given now where that where that obviously has two different energies is then somebody at a certain level of understanding and awareness can take that and go oh so i can just go fucking kill anybody that i want i can just do whatever i want there's no punishment for it there's still an emotional price to pay for any of that stuff and they'll figure that out eventually and that's their karma but there's another way to look at this as well which is then oh shit it's the old bill hicks thing that i quote constantly he had this wonderful line that said you know what is going to happen to the arms industry when they realize that we're all one and what that is is the next level of consciousness this is the next level this is the law of one and we're almost there we have great minds on this planet that understand this very deeply and practice it mindfully like myself. And I've got a few techniques that I'd love to kind of articulate with you guys, just some mindfulness practices. Uh, and so having to do with this idea. And so even with that level of understanding there, then there's a level of maturity with it, right? 
Same mm-hmm. with this kind of conversation because it's not a cold callus. The one of the again, the split, the unaware split. But the the right one to point out, and I'm grateful that you did, uh, is is that you say, okay, well then uh, nothing matters and everything sucks and they're just and same same kind of thing. You could divulge into this horrible dark spiral and say, well, I'm just going to kill people and you know go uh, really um, what's that goddamn game where everybody that's, just goes ape shit. Thin line denialism, right there, is what you're describing. Yes, it's absolutely. real close. Absolutely. And then you get a situation like, um, what's that fucking ga- Grand Theft Auto, where then just mm. it's chaos, right? <laughs> now, that is one option, okay? And that's that's what's great about this place. And I'd, I'd like to also touch on this at some point, um, that I kind of feel that this experience, what it is, you know, if you kind of ultimately look at it, just from my point and observation, is, is that you're here to navigate duality, and you're to do that through balance. And so if you've got these extremes of everything all the time, you figure out and you swim your way through the extremes until you find a very nice equilibrium. Now, things come and rock you from either side every now and then, but you don't swing as far, right? And so with this, again, idea, if you look at all of these people as NPCs and that they're shit and whatever, then yeah, that's an option, right? But the way that I mean to see it and how it serves me is that I look at it like, okay, well, then it's still me being me, right? Even if an NPC cuts me off on the road, how I respond to it or how I let the outside world affect me physiologically, because there's a vibration to everything and you can feel it, whether you deny it or not, you can feel it. Truth has a frequency. And if you operate in that frequency, the frequency expands. Now, anyone you meet that you're aware is on a different level than you. If you want to put a hierarchical thing to it, which there's no problem with it, they're either facilitating an experience here at the lowest level, at the most cold level, I guess. Um, But also either way, or they're just ignorant to the ways around them. And they're looking to be inhabited by somebody more conscious that's deep within themselves. It just needs to be awakened. And perhaps your kindness is the thing that does it. So you never view anything outside of yourself as horrible or evil or something that you can shit on, because it's all you anyway, we're already past the unity consciousness thing, you know, this is the next part of the conversation. So with this, then you sit there and you say, okay, well, it's how I respond to everyone. And that's why at the end of the show, the last words I say is y'all be good to one another. That is the ultimate message of all of this shit, because rather we're real or not, lizard turd or not. And again, I want to get to another thing that I've been thinking about here with all this shit is, is that it doesn't matter. It's about you and your constitution, and this is your ride. So. If you look at all of the places that we've been, and again, we've been kind of plucked into places. Now, you two were grateful to have been raised together. You you kind of have this twin type deal going on, you know, spiritually with yourselves to where you were grown in similar environments and you reinforce each other on a very deep and strong level, which is amazing, man. A lot well, of us we like me, each other quite a bit, too. Well, you have to because you got to that's the balance, right? It's the balance with everything. And so in my family, it's not like that. You know, I was, uh, I moved out, I walked out two days after graduation. I just left my house because it was a very abusive situation. And so I've been on my own for a long time. I didn't have that. But what's cool about it is, is that when you, when you start to look at, again, where we're planted, the NPCs around you really nurture you and they grow and they help you to kind of reach these uh, choice points constantly. And the choice points are stuff like, you know, don't do that. It's going to hurt. Well, if you do it and it doesn't hurt that bad, then were they right? You know, or, you know, because hurt is subjective and maybe that was the lesson there. Right. And there's all sorts of different examples of this. But what I mean to say is, is that when you look at it again from that level, then you can sit there and say, okay, well, if this is what it is, then that actually makes this experience incredibly special because it's here for a reason. And you're a main part in it because you're not an NPC. You're very conscious and awake 
and you're here spreading the light and being the lighthouse. That's where I take it to. That's that's where that's where I land on it. But I'm grateful that you brought it up, Ben, because it's a very important part of the conversation. Well, it's like the it difference to the. Uh, oh, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. No, I was just going to make a quick comment. It's like the difference between playing a single a single player campaign in an MMORPG. It's the idea that you're all connecting into one realm and because the story is somewhat written, but you do have free will to go against the narrative, you can either team up, get a guild going and go fight some bosses and share the loot. Or you can be an asshole and challenge everybody that comes across you and you're probably going to get demolished and it's going to take a long time to level up. You know, you nailed it with this because <laughs> we've all kind of been on solo missions, right? If you look at this, you don't start out as a team. You you build, you know, the campaign and you get your weapons and you, you figure out that if you're going to be on a better team, you need to achieve a certain amount of things on your own and you need to do the work, right? This mm -hmm. is what your work is all about. So if you look at it like this, now is the time that we have we have found our teams. We've been building our foundation uh, up to a certain level to where now we're beacons for each other and we can see it. And now you level up. Now the challenges get greater, like the type of right. topics that we discuss and the type introducing the kind of concepts that we do to an open-minded audience that's really probably never had their belief systems challenged or questioned anything. And that's okay. There's fuck all wrong with it. We've all been fucking fooled here, man. You know, and it's part of the ride. It's part, it's necessary. You have to. And so uh, with, with, again, that in mind, then it's just for growth and expansion. And if you look at it that way, Man, it makes things so fucking dope. It really does. It's it's just a it's a comforting way to kind of navigate this crazy fucking place, man. And you say, you know, first of all, you can't verify that there's any fucking thing going on in Ukraine right now. You're not there. It, it's a narrative out of a box that a bunch of bots are talking about. You you don't fucking know. And so why would you look at that other and just oh and pour all this and you know because again maybe you know it. It, it might be happening, but is it worth you sacrificing your Lucian, participating in a system that just wants your fucking energy, man? Uh, they don't care which side you're on, red or blue. They just want your energy. They're, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're arguing about it again. <laughs> that's what they want. And so, you know, when you stop participating in that, that's when the NPCs around you grow these warm, amazing characters. And, you know, it, it's, again, just a really rich, warm way to kind of go about it because it takes the stress you know, out of this place, which I don't think it's meant to be stressful. I think it's meant to be stressful for a little bit. And then you figure it out and then you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, external things don't affect me. And one of the ways to kind of, you know, aid in that, uh, is this topic that we're talking about, because then you're just like, well, it's an MP, it's a narrative, it's an option. You know, I, do you want to participate in this? Click? Yes. I mean, that's kind of, you know, this choose your own adventure thing, you know, you can, you can do that. It's, it's here. But I think, again, the priority is what's switching, which is what this Great Awakening is all about. It's really about just this. I mean, you can go woo-woo with the solar flashes and the Dolores cannons and shit like that. And that's all fun. Um, but on a real level, it's just people looking around, getting back to basics. I mean, how many people are getting land right now and getting chickens and starting a garden and really looking into water purification and, you know, just kind of doing these more self-sufficient things? There's a drive there. It's not a trendy thing. This is a return to nature thing because it's gone extreme on the other side. That's it what I had was thinking to go that at extreme. the beginning. Yeah, and it had to go that extreme so that we could find the balance. Again, this place is here to navigate duality and the crazier batshit, you know, Klaus Schanel Schwab in that fucking little white outfit with his little painter hanging out. <laughs> that shit right there is meant to be obscene, man. It's meant to be like, you know, these people, whoever they are doing, whatever they are to their kids, it's meant to be fucked up so that we get it. You know, it's it's our shot now. 
We just have to get it. So what What I was going to say earlier, though, is uh, when you're talking about navigating the good versus bad shit, so we have the Klaus Anal Schwab's on the left, and we got like pure peace and harmony, love and light, you know, those guys on the right. So I'm not saying left or right politically, trust me. Just spatially. Yep, I know. You said you're... uh, you're navigating through that and kind of bouncing from one to the other. Like, I think we all do that every single day. We're bouncing from one to the other. Like Ben said, one day I'm, I could be like, yeah, this is totally fucking NPCs or another day. You're like, no, this is actually real. This is a beautiful world that God created, whatever. So if you were to actually find the equilibrium between those two extremes of thought, would could that not be fucking boring? Like, is that not the reason for the duality of this place is to mix it up and make sure that you're constantly moving. Like if you were to actually find the center line, that might suck. Either that, or you might yeet off to Nirvana like Buddha. Like I, nobody knows. I don't think anyone's exactly found that. That's exactly what I think. I, I, I don't love think this. it would be boring, though. I think it seems boring because of where you're at right now. But so the well, the, the metaphor, and I and I love this by the way. So the metaphor I would say to this would be: we're on like a river. Okay, you're floating down a river, and he's leaving. I'm explaining this to you. Can you still hear me? Nope, he can't. Son <laughs> of a bitch. So basically, you're you're floating down a river, okay, and you got rocks on either side, like big rock. Now it's a wide ass fucking river, okay, but it's and it's moving. The current's moving nice and slow. Now on the outsides, it moves pretty turbulently and quick. And there's a bunch of right. obstacles. There's fish hooks on there. There's rocks you can hit. There's logs and shit. All alligators are over there and shit. But in the middle, it's kind of nice. And there's a play area. You know, there's a lot of play. Now the river bends and it swirls and it even has these little dips, but they're safer in the middle and they're more comfortable in the middle. And more of what I would refer to as like the observer mode. So you're not negatively affected energetically by the things outside of yourself is all I mean to say whenever I say navigate duality. It's not something you slay like a dragon. It's deeper water. You, it, yeah, exactly. It's deeper water. It's much more, more dangerous often. to be in, but it's also going to be a lot more comfortable. Right. And when I say it's dangerous to be in, it's because if you fall off in the middle, you will get lost. This is my whole thing with staying in the middle. If you stay in the middle for too long, you never get out of the rabbit hole. And that's that has been my biggest that has been probably my biggest pet peeve against this community is this idea that nothing is tangible. Nothing is concrete. And in a way, I see where they're going at with that. But I go, dude, you will drive yourself insane if you can't look at something. The person sitting next to me when I'm talking to Lene, if I just got in the headspace and thought, you know, you could be a fucking NPC right now. You (laughs) bitch. You know, I could think that. But then at the same time, I'm like, but that's no way to that's no way to live life. And so your metric, that's your compass. Yeah, my, my thing is, is that I go, you can get lost in the rabbit hole and the middle is very comfortable for that because you don't have to choose shit. Well, just like any good metaphor, there's way too much nuance in it. So really how life actually works, right, is if we're sticking with the metaphor of a river, okay, cool. There's still sides and you're bouncing up and down. Sometimes the current's fast, sometimes the current's slow. Sometimes it's fucking raining. Sometimes it's hot as shit. Sometimes it's cold. You're not in the river the whole time you're going to experience one bank or the other. And depending on what side you land on and what disposition you're in is what you encounter on the other side. Uh, Even down to like, maybe you have a scary animal attack on one side, but on the other side, you find all this dope shit and there's weed growing everywhere. You know what I mean? I don't know. (laughs) And then you get back in the river and you continue on. The river is more of a metaphor for like the flow of life, right? The just kind of navigating it spatially. Again, we just kind of, you know, and it's not hierarchical or anything like that, but I agree with you. You can get stuck in any one modality, which is why the metaphor of a river, 
even, even that has its stagnancy, which would be if you stayed in the center the whole time. Yes, agreed. But since it is fluid and since it does turn and it bends and it goes through dope spots and you're going to want to get out and be like, yeah, yeah, let's camp here. Let's go up this mountain. And then maybe you trek off a mountain for a while that you call your 20s and you just go out there and you're just like losing your shit and you're just trying not to get too much herpes. And then you get back in your boat or whatever you do and you hop in the river and then you continue on and maybe... There's something else down the line that you want to stop and check out. But as far as your disposition, as far as your constitution, for the way that you the way that you enjoy the ride, you either enjoy it in more of a more of a flow state to where non, number one, you're not swimming up against it, right? You're in a, this flow state, <clears throat> but you also have the balls to go in the deeper water to do that. And that's what it takes really to kind of navigate both because you don't know what's there. Again, it's more dangerous and it's deeper and all that good shit. You got to be more mindful and all that. And then on the outer banks, you're going to hit rocks every now and then, man. And that's just called the fucking ride, dude, you know? And yeah. so it's 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 all part of it, which is, I think, again, it, it's... And again, not to... <laughs> I just have this image of you running around yelling at everyone that they're NPCs. And I'm going to see you on the news, you know, with your pants off and you're Donald Ducking it. You're just <laughs> shirt cocking it. And you're just running through some store yelling <laughs> at everyone that they're NPCs. I, I got distracted at my point thinking of that, Ben, because you were yelling at some poor girl that she was an NPC. It's not that, dude. I, you know, work, work through the idea a little bit, but it's not that reductive. You know, again, you can do that. You know, what's that quote? You know, I do good because it feels good. I don't do bad because it feels bad. And that's my religion. Is that Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. Anyway, one of those things, like, you've got that, you've got that in you. And so, yes, to navigate duality, not to conquer it, just like anything, right? Like your shadow self, you don't slay the dragon, you integrate, you realize it's all part of you. And that, that balance is really what I think it's all about. Again, the yin yang, there's dark and light. I mean, it's, it's a balance, it's perpetual balance, but perhaps this experience is here to facilitate that at a really crazy fucking level. It's it nuts. almost sounds like uh, finding the middle is somewhere around realizing everything's kind of an illusion and, and a facade, but at the same time, embracing that illusion and facade as, as if there's nothing else. Cause there kind of isn't at least from yeah. this perspective, you know, dude, I have a blast here. My reality is so fluid. I don't know if the fucking world's flat round, whatever it is, if this is a simulation, if it's not, if I'm just a brain in a vat being fed electrical signals, maybe it's just a tape that you put in and you act the character that is you through this lifetime or whatever through all lifetimes and that's the ride you signed up for who knew, maybe this is a punishment you know maybe this is a goddamn prison planet but with all of these ideas rolling around up in there it, it's fine like i've gotten to such an awesome place with this with these ideas and with this place because there's so much awe here there's so much fucking beauty here man there's so many wonderful people here and so many incredible things dogs for christ's sake they got dogs running around everywhere in this place and, you know, and so it's these things that I still love and I find awe in nature. You know, I'm still a psychonaut. I take fucking mushrooms and shit, man. So I've got that. It's not cold. It's just philosophical. That's all. You know, um, I, I don't have an attachment to an idea one way or another. And that has honestly made me the happiest I've ever been. Uh, again, but it could be fucking anything. Does anyone come come at you with uh, your non-attachment to something as careless or, you know, uh, complacent? I don't attract that into my life now. Huh. And if they did, I mean, oh. that's their that's their thing. I mean, it's just that's the it's way just that like they their feel opinion, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how I view everything. That's why we do a shows because that's just your opinion. You disagree? Okay, fine. Go disagree. Has anyone else. called you? There careless? are so many. No, not careless, but like not not caring or not giving a shit when it's really just non attachment. It, I think non attachment can come across as not giving a shit when it kind of is, but it's not really. You know what I mean? 
You know, and I mean, y'all know me is one of the characteristics you would describe me as is not give a shit. No. Yeah. In a, in a non, non complacent way though. Right. And so, you know, yeah, I I love people and y'all know me. I'm here for two main reasons and that is to give people back to themselves and to connect. And so I'm always wanting to make sure that everybody knows somebody and you guys are all hanging out together because I'm a magnet for amazing people. That's my gift. My gift to everyone else is to connect all the amazing people that are magnetized to me, right? And so this is why I'm here. I'm facilitating the connections. And this is what this team up is all about. I'm fucking Charles Xavier, dude. I get to collect these amazing X-Men and put all you motherfuckers in a mansion called the internet. And then we just slay shit. And this is what panel shows are. This is where I'm like, ooh, yeah, uh, Storm and Ben and Wolverine and Jen. And you get everybody in and you're like, this team up is going to fucking murder this conversation and spread joy and spread love. And you can feel this shit through the airwaves. So whoever's listening to this can feel this shit right now. If you can feel this shit, comment below, feeling it. And uh, it's it's like this thing that, again, it's it's all connected and it's all inherent. And so to answer your question about what they said or to comment about what you were talking about earlier about this mindfulness, it, it's something that like the dude with the monkeys, man, and then there's that hundredth monkey thing to where when you really quiet the mind, And when you really get into this state to where, yes, you're not thinking toilet paper, uh, coffee, do I have enough pens? Um, Is that blanket clean? Uh, Did I clean all the dog hair off of the back of my suit before I put it on? Like all of this shit, right? And you have all of this. Whenever you quiet all of that fucking noise out, like these people's experience, because they just don't have it. Think about also your children and shit. Genetics are, you know, this is DNA memory. That's what genetics is. There, there, there's a culture, and I forget the goddamn name of this culture. They had a famine uh, hundreds of years ago, and every single generation after that, increasing in intensity or volume, literally, they got bigger and larger and more insulated. They retained more fat because of the famine that happened generations before them. So there's this DNA-like memory that goes through that. Now you can take this to that culture and take that idea with this and think of the DNA memory of just being fucking mindful for generation after generation after generation and not knowing what Nickelodeon is and not knowing what a fucking goldfish is. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like if you have this and you pass that DNA memory down, that these people just have it it's just their their jam it's their experience is what their avatars do and this is a thing like that man can go discover and experience and make it part of his experience and integrate it into the collective as his experience and then we all grow as greater greater versions of each other because we're all the same goddamn thing and so it's beautiful what you said about that i love that idea that's it's funny because uh I, i was thinking about this when you were talking about uh you know that balance is uh, I don't put a lot of stock in astrology, but the uh, correlations are terrifying. Uh, and my astrological sign is Libra. And I'm, it's, it fits me to a T, and it was before I knew what it was. The shitty part about that is that I balance everything, but that's also the biggest struggle, which in and of itself is a balance you're whether or not i'm going to struggle or not struggle in balancing what'd you say (laughs) you're a walking irony i'm yeah there's uh, there's fuck that was such a deep moment and it was beautiful but that was fucking such a brother perfect absolutely perfect thing to do please pull that into clip i'm waiting for for the next time when it's just a fart Um, yeah here's the show thank you (laughs) 
You're welcome. So I love the sound drops. So, uh, but no, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, <sighs> yeah, that balance. I mean, it comes, you, you can see it in almost every different religion. We were raised Christian. So it was, you know, practice moderation and all things. And there's these proverbs that come in many different forms that all virtually say the same thing. Some of them are oral, some of them are written. Um, but it's, that is finding a balance is also a balance. Yeah. And, and that, that to me is, is a struggle because I, I, I don't, I can't go anywhere without seeing both sides. And that is a struggle because the second that somebody will ask me a question and I will immediately have an answer. It's just the one off the top of my head, whether it be based on logic, emotion. Me and Jen have talked about this extensively. Me and Jen go with logic first, and we attach an emotion behind the fact that it makes sense. Other people, for instance, my fiance Lene, Joe, they go with their gut. They're much more emotion-driven, and then they find the logic that backs that up. And it's this, it's this weird difference in the spearhead. And... If somebody asks me a question, I'll immediately, especially not just like a service one, like, hey, where's the toilet? Um, but like an actual question, like, hey, what do you think about this? I will have an answer immediately of what I think is the most plausible, logical explanation for this question. But the very next second is, however, <laughs> and then I see the other side of it. And that that that's really hard to navigate all the fucking time but at the same time it's like well i don't want to just shut my mouth because now i got all these ideas running in my head i'm seeing both sides so where's that balance do i just let it go do i just watch so it could, play out you could shut your mouth though the i mean i don't mean you specifically i just Damn. mean like the uh, the whole idea of the monks that do like a year of silence I kind of want to do that. I can't do that at my job, but that would be a very good podcast. Yeah. You know good much, call. Yeah. You know how much that would freak people out if you just you never just said it, especially knowing that you can talk, You're, you weren't born mute, you know, and you just, they're just blah. And you just nothing. The, I would love that. If yeah, it happens already. Right. Can we bring, so do you have the option of doing like a Stephen Hawking thing to where it's technically not you talking, but you type mm -hmm. words and then they come out all, all nope. tardy? No, because you can't. No the whole point is to just listen and not project your opinion. It's just to take in. You know, and uh, speaking of that, I'd love that. Um, I think you should totally do it, by the way. I would, every show. Uh, <laughs> you know, something, Ben, uh, though, that what, Perhaps, you know, what's then my question to you would be then, what is your attachment to needing there to be like a sturdy balance, like for you to have a specific side that you can choose in anything? Why is that important? Yeah. Morality. Isn't that being extreme to want to have a balance? That's pretty like once. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah, what you're trying to learn is that yeah. balance. Maybe you're you're putting the balance on a pedestal. You know what I mean? No, that, that this is something that's relatively new. As a matter of fact, this is a thought that came about as a result of the podcast was the idea of letting old mindsets go and allowing new mindsets in, or at least the way that I've talked about it in my journey on the podcast. And as a result of it, the idea that I am now in the middle of being capable of genuinely entertaining an idea that well, I would have shut down so fast in the past. And so now the very fact that I'm in that place has made things like you mentioned a lot easier just everything's 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 open 
have your mind open. Everything is possible, right? But as yeah. soon as you allow all of that in, my, I don't know if it's just the way that I was fucking made or what, because as you mentioned, Joe and I were raised very, very similarly. We got out of our parents' house relatively, you know, not too far apart. And, uh, but that, that's just how my mind works. And it, it, like, I've even tried to, and it's gotten a lot better. But I think that the biggest sway of needing that balance for me is, well, I guess it goes back to, you know, essence, what you were talking about with kindness. What is going to be the, the, great, the greater kindness? If somebody does something or asks me something, my, my inner morality or moral compass or whatever you want to talk about is going with whatever is going to be the best, the best for that person. Not, not, not even necessarily for myself. I'm not saying I'm going to burn myself just because I can if it means somebody else gets the, the goods. But at the same time, there is some truth to that where it's like that is where I look for in the balance is there's going to be so many different facets to look at this at. Which one is going to be the best morally? Which one is going to be better for that person? So morals are subjective, even for you Agreed. and even for that, that person. Like your boundaries are fluid, man. I mean, you, you come across new information and sometimes these hard-held beliefs were set at a time where you made the best decision with the information you had at the time. But man, I've learned a shitload in the 54 minutes and 12 seconds we've been doing this. <laughs> so I'm a different person from when I started this thing, right? And this is this is what it's all about. So this is why like, I'm, I'm a big fan of and why just what serves me the best. It's to not have an attachment to a particular anything, man. I'm cool with all of it. Of course, there's some standards here. And again, it takes a level of communication. <clears throat> but I, again, uh, don't be violent and harmful. Don't fuck with kids. Like, don't be shitty to people. Like, there, there's, you, know, you guys know, uh, I exude my moral code. You know, I wear it on my sleeve. So the, we all understand where I'm at with this. But it, you, you seem to be, and this is just from an outside perspective looking in, it seems that your attachment to someone else's perspective of a situation, which you, number one, have no idea or concept about what's going on. This is the third of the fourth agreements and Don Miguel Ruiz is the four agreements. You can't take anything personally, meaning like the, one of the tenets in that, the, the foundation for the chapter is because like you don't know what anyone else's day is like. You don't know what anybody else is going through. They could be having an awesome day. They could have just gotten their dick sucked, you know, on the, in the car on the way over here. And then they hop out and they interact with you and they're just like, fuck yeah, dude, what's going on? Anything you want. And then you meet him, you know, a different day, same motherfucker. And maybe nothing, maybe he stubbed his toe. Maybe he's just having a rough go and he's going to like be completely differently to you. So the, the thing that I would say on this and, and just kind of maybe to offer again, another perspective would be just to look at it. Like if you are wishy-washy, and your morals aren't where they, where you want to present yourself, because that's what you said. You said you want to make the best decision for the person in front of you at the time. And again, that's so subjective. It's uh, we don't even have begin uh, begin to tear apart the algorithm that you would need to figure that out. And so, knowing then that it's perhaps a task that takes a lot of energy for you. That's again an impossible one to be able to figure out what somebody else needs to hear at the time. You know, you can be intuitive and be nice, but. When on firm decisions, when there's these, again, choice points that the matrix or that this experience offers you, you have an opportunity to really be true and authentic. And I think that maybe perhaps replacing as an exercise, the energy of being complacent or passive, replace it with authentic and whatever that looks like, however that manifests and just try it on like a new jacket or something. Just try it well, on for a little while. Take it for I a I feel ride. like I may have been, I feel like I may have misguided you then on how I presented that because 
when it comes to where my morals are at, th those are very staunch lines for me. Um, so a choice point comes up the, again, the way I was understanding it, if a choice point comes up and it's better morally for them, then it's what you were saying is perhaps you were willing. And what I interpreted, you may not have said it directly, was that you were willing to compromise your boundaries for the uh, comfort wrong. of another individual. Yeah, that's OK. So that's I'm glad that you brought that up because, no, not going against my boundaries. This gotcha. th there, there are very firm lanes that I stay in. There is not a person who knows me personally that's like, no, he's pretty much who he is. Like, he might be an asshole here and there, but he's he's just hey. always kind of been him. And that's always going to be him. And good luck trying to change that for the most part. That's why this whole show was revolutionary for a lot of people that knew me was because they were like, holy shit, you would have never entertained that. Like, my best friend that I was talking to just today, he's like, I never sometimes I don't even have to ask you the question. If I think, what would I do? What what kind of answer would I get if I asked Ben? I can 99% of the time pull it out that, that, that that's what the answer is going to be. So not compromising my own boundaries or my own morals. No, it's staying within those lanes. It's this idea that what what maybe there is a perspective that I'm missing within those morals that might change the outcome for the better if I just slowed down and thought about it instead of just going off the bat like I usually do. Perfect. That that's absolutely absolutely completely, dude. The, this is the the but the best way, honestly, to navigate it because now you're open. Your cognitive dissonance is non-existent. You just say, okay, uh, let's do this, and you you allow the universe or you or whatever this place is to surprise you, and that's the best way to grow and learn, man. Because then you you do you have a compass that you're guided by, and you know I like to say I have boundaries when necessary, but can be flexible when appropriate. You know, there's no like hard lines on this. Again, like the river, like you got a little bit of play. There there are some things, of course, again that you do have your inner core if we we're going to extrapolate it out you have right. your inner core fucking strong beliefs and then you have a little bit that you're like yeah i prefer preferences let's say you get into a gray area right desires or preferences so and those can be fluid and then that's offering a piece of an energy that you you know it's sacrificed in a way because it's not preferred but you offer that in exchange for the interaction and comfort of another and that's beautiful again part of this experience and even if that is a fucking npc you chose to interact with that person that way and there's a vibration to that and you can feel it think of it like experience points again to reduce it to a simulation if this is a game you get like xp points and every time you're nice and hold a door open for an old lady or some shit you get like xp points it's not like a it's like not a you know a nazi wet dream uh, social credit score type situation this is like a you thing you know because i mean there's a couple of totals i'd like on the other side of uh, you know the earth like how many times i farted you know i definitely want to know that number you know they'll have all those tallies and stuff like that so perhaps it's like yeah there you go thank you uh and so maybe there's all of those like how many times i brush my teeth like you know weird shit you know i just want to know how long were my total amount of toenails that i cut off like, I want to know weird <laughs> shit like that, you know, because they'll have all that data. Yeah. At some level. Yeah, and when you, open the, when you open the door for the little old lady to get XP points and she doesn't at least say, thank you, young man, then you're free to... Fuck you, cunt. You know what I mean? Again, this is part of you. And here, here is... Um, you, that's thank you for the segue. Right yeah, that's the balance. So I'm going to take you guys to another. <laughs> that's the balance. <laughs> I, I like to. That's the balance. Honestly, you can't be one where it's not all love and light. And anybody who tells you that's absolutely full of shit. Yeah, that's Don't listen shit. to those people. They're terrible. They're <laughs> awful. They're not. They're not authentic. They're not there for your highest good. They may be there to be to facilitate some toxic toxic positivity, uh, but they're not there for your highest good for a long term. Now, some people you may need to sit with those people for a little bit. If you come out of a real bad one. 
you need that super over um overwhelming amount of high vibe and then just come on back in the river whenever no. you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the mindfulness practices that I've been thinking about lately, I started this on a local level, which is what everybody should do. By the way, PSA, local elections, 70% of them go uncontested. And that is actually the way to make a difference in your community instead of bitching about the national elections, which we all know are fake anyway. So mm-hmm. 70% of them, just encouraging anybody who wants to go out there. and Wait, make are you an election denier? You must be a MAGA Trumper. <laughs> exactly that's my answer to all of this shit okay <laughs> uh, so what one of the things i've been thinking about is if we look at like manifestation and you want to talk about some freaky woo-woo and you want to start taking like the the stance that you actually you know have control over your reality and that this is a participatory universe and you've said you know what i'm in the game player fucking me has entered the game bitches and you hop in and you're like all right i'm really going to change and affect my reality now you go through a process to where you look at this and you're just like okay Things become, you know, energy where attention goes, energy flows, all of these things. And then you start manifesting cool shit in your life. And then you're like, okay, this is really interesting. Now, all along the way in all of our lives, we've had people in our lives. Now, we can say this on a huge level and you can do this on a local level as well. Like you're one of your parents or a sibling or a friend, you know, that you have these eye roll moments with. Every time they call, you just grab your phone. You're like, oh, fuck. And so there's this like, damn it, you know, kind of an element. And we all have these things in our lives now. The thing that I've been practicing lately that I'm just going to kind of put out there is funsies, you know, just for funsies is, is perhaps you view everyone as on their highest timeline and that actually everything out there is to serve the greater good. And this is not a pacifism way because I can already see where this goes. This is nothing like that. This is just for, again, funsies. I started doing this and dude, my fucking wife changed like my friend changed. He stopped bitching about his wife. Um, you know, my mom changed the way that she interacted with me because there would be these moments where my mom would start talking about Jesus. And I'm just like, fuck, I would <laughs> say Jesus. And, but I don't do that anymore. Say, so, you know what? Yeah. She's on her highest timeline and everybody is here to serve their greatest good. And I've really been projecting this and I've been seeing like crazy shit with it. So it's a lot of fun to play with. If you want to try it out again, you just kind of put a good vibe out there and you don't have to hang on to it for very long. Just maybe five, 10 minutes of thinking about this and thinking about, Someone in your life that perhaps you aren't that fond of or wished you had a different relationship with for whatever reason. And maybe you just mentally project that, you know, just wish them well, you know, um, hope that wish them consciousness. Right. Not not ill will. And you do this for everyone. I mean, who knows that hippy dippy shit might be the one thing that fucking does it right. If everybody, you know, just kind of did this every now and then just goes, you know what, buddy, go on over. You know, yeah, you cut me off, but you're on your highest timeline. Good luck to you. Get on out there get on out there scamps and uh, you know maybe you just kind of play with it a little bit more rather than be negatively you know um engaging in things that obviously suck and obviously aren't ideal right this is just kind of the thinking that i've got with it lately you know to kind of respect everybody at their own level of consciousness is part of consciousness kind of thing dude i love it that's probably a general good motto to go with for literally everybody yeah. Everybody try it at least once. I can see it in Ben's face. He's ready for bed already. No, that's not so. what I was gonna say. I was gonna say oh, okay. actually it's really funny that it's really funny that you say that because I was I was trying to be as real as I could be and as as uh straightforward I usually do, um, sometimes to my detriment, but uh no, I was actually like actually trying to be honest and genuine and was in the process of receiving it as honest and genuinely. And I was going to say like, I'll try that. 
It's way out of my fucking character because I've said for a long time, the ability for me to wave you on into traffic if I do not get the courtesy wave back quickly turns into a swift fuck you and fuck possibly you, a fish tail. So, <clears throat> I, however, I will say I am not the kind of person to go running through the grocery store yelling at everybody that they're NPCs with my ding dong out. First of all, not today. Because- uh, no, try that? never, <laughs> never, try that. Say never, motherfucker. We're gonna. I'm telling you, this is how <laughs> this shit goes. Tupac sang about getting shot. He got shot. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little different. Yes, is it <laughs> template? <laughs> but no, I'll try it. Well, you know, if you want, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. But you know, what I what I do enjoy is kind of when I come across these crazy ideas, and I'm just like, you know, maybe the world fucking operates like this. So what do you guys think about it? And that's really what I do. That's really my thing. And then I have people on the show, and I'm like, what do y'all think is going on with this shit? What do you think aliens are? Like, I just love this shit. Like, I don't care what any. I I love all of it. I hope all of it's fucking true. I've really gotten to this place, and it's just so interesting. This uh, consensus reality. I kind of think there's like a, a simulation that yeah, there's. Or there's an environment, let's put Because, again, I think the simulation thing is cold. But, again, at a level, any technology is just consciousness, right? So it really doesn't matter. And any technology has organic material in it to be constructed in the first place. So, right. So it's got cellular memory, all that good stuff. So if you uh, look at it, though, at, at the like this grand simulation thing and you're just like bopping through this bitch, then you you get like this crazy euphoric high whenever you kind of get to a point where you're just like, okay, so now I'm mindful of this. and And you really... You really start looking at things as like, okay, so this is just a fucking game. It's just a ride. And you start to like lighten up on shit. You start to find the comedy like you guys do with your news reporting, right? You find the comedy in the (laughs) dumb shit. You don't like let it like bang you out. You don't let it like get you down. You don't think of it after that. You just you pass a great meme around and you guys have an awesome time with it. And I think y'all's approach to buffer the gap in the uh, stain of the information, if true, then um, that's that's one of the like most beautiful things you could facilitate for this place is that lighthearted, intel- intelligent, insightful approach to those type of topics. And you do it in such a mindful way for the audience as well. So, again, you know, y'all, y'all are already like hacking the fuck out of this matrix anyway. You guys have already found a really cool way to play in this thing. I think that, you know, we've all found that our shows collectively and independently are, you know, our growth points man i've grown so fucking much since i've been doing this shit you know i'm not the same person again as i was one hour seven minutes and seven seconds ago but also you know um then i was a week ago a year ago whatever it's just the growth is crazy and it seems that again this experience this simulation whatever this is this you know again whatever this is it's ramping up man there's a lot of energy here you can like feel it and um, it, it doesn't have to go crazy. You know, maybe everybody's on their highest timeline and, and it's going to work out. It, it's just crazy. I've just really taken this approach to say, you know, instead of what's the worst that can happen, which is an easy one. That's a rut you slide into. That's easy. Uh, I've just said, you know, what's the best thing that can happen? You know, what's the best that can happen out of this? And your reticular activating system will start presenting a world around you in, in a way that that shows you that and you see nothing but opportunities. It's fucking crazy. Dude, love it. I I pretty much agree with everything you said, which is very dangerous thing to do. But um, I want to be a cult leader. Yeah, no, we could be. Look at our hair, dude. I could do it. Oh, I talked. He says as he fucking grabs his Kool Aid to take a drink. He's like, I could do it. I could totally do it. Get some Daisy necklaces. Look at our hair. We could totally start a cult. Look at us. This needs to be the cover, by the way, the clip art for this. 
Oh, yeah. Well, send me a screenshot of that. Yeah, you'll have to change it. His hair's really short on the uh, show art. I love it. Yeah, I know. You're actually the yeah, show art was new pictures. I know. Actually, if you do that, I I purposely made a face on the bottom so that if you screenshot it, it 100% detests you guys matching. Perfect. You're welcome. Uh, but you can go fuck you. yourself. You know what? Fuck off. You and your polarity. Whatever, Ben. Whatever. Get, get I'm very aware of this. I could absolutely be a cult leader, as you could as well. And so I just do not use my powers for evil. I, I do not. That's okay, that's not where I'm at. I, I decided a long time ago I will not use my powers for evil. I will not be a sex cult leader. And I have not to this day. Yes. You're like, you should put a sign up behind you that says so many days since not a sex cult leader, you know, and have it displayed it, and change it. It has been. I was going to say, actually have years. it count up. Yeah, and have it count up. Actually, yeah. and I then count eventually have it reset. I was zero? <laughs> oh, since I was five. Okay. In it's the middle of a show, just have it reset. No, I'll, I'll just come home five. one day. There'll be yeah, nobody well. here, and it will say zero, and Joe's just gone. Yeah. He's off starting his sex cult. <laughs> yeah, his vow of silence sex cult. Uh, no minors, though. All right, well. Everyone knows that. No minors. That's a good podcast. Vow of silence sex cult. You know, that's a great uh, name for a band anyway, but that'd be a good podcast. Just vow of silence sex cult. And it's just like you sitting there mentally having sex with everyone as you sit there. Uh, that might be the title of this episode. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Tell all the peoples where they can find you and, uh, you know, your closing thoughts of wisdom, as you asked of us last time we were on your show. Oh, I guess I do that shit. Uh, my yeah. other tables have turned. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Thomas, uh, expandingrealitypodcast.com. That'll get you everything. Sign up to become an expansive insider. Uh, we're doing an aligned membership program. It's going off we're moving on to phase two heavy phase three is crazy i send everybody working lightsabers so uh we've got really cool um things going on over there so expanding reality podcast.com boom boom there's the instagram and everything look at you dude you guys are professional as fuck did you see what i did with my name there by the way my screen name can you see it uh hang on let me see it uh, oh hang on i gotta i gotta then, close this up in our meeting out. here so yeah just expanding reality oh. so you guys all had the dash in yours so i fucking oh brandon that. slash thomas mm -hmm. got it so uh thanks guys um for this this is fucking always awesome i mean i'm probably uh diary of the mouth there but uh thank you again for you know this is a safe place to kind of grow and learn and i appreciate it and ben let me know you know i want to know you know what you find in just even entertaining the perspective for a few minutes a day that's it and it's not like a like go fucking get birkenstocks and um you know grow your <laughs> asshole hair out or something like that it's like Hold on, how just, you know over time yeah yeah wait is that on amazon uh so yeah, anyway shit. I uh, see. So yeah, that's really it, man. You know, just be good to one another. That's really it. You know, um, this place is fun and it can look pretty fucking scary and serious, but uh, it's not. So just tend the garden that you got um, and y'all go have fun and just be good to one another. That's it. Hell yeah. And I Thanks can condense your word diarrhea all the way down to one MP3. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you, buddy. Thank you, Thank you so much. Uh, thanks. Thank you so all much. All the audio listeners, video watchers of our dumb faces. We love y'all. Have a good day.